Hello and welcome to Entry Time. I'm Jordan Robinson. And I'm Darren Matthews. Back again uh, with the Renegade Masters. That's us. <laughs> how's your week been? Yeah, no, buddy. How, I have, how's, um, the, how's the boxing training going? Uh, Grant, this is the first time I've actually been able to train because I had a chest infection for a few weeks. Oh, Spoiler God. alert. Did, did Sean McAlevey give you said chest infection, like a kind of chemical warfare type thing? or S- Some sort of like a Russian spy. Yeah, yeah, some, some Litvinenko shit going on here. Yeah, I thought I felt a little fucking jab in the leg or something. <laughs> uh, no, just good old-fashioned wintertime asthmatic and getting sick. Yeah, there you go. So antibiotics, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, two courses of it, which was great. There you go. Do you? I'm one of those ones that I, I get prescribed like antibiotics and stuff like that and as soon as they start working I'm like ah, I don't need them anymore no, that's not how they work. <laughs> I know I know and when I actually really do need them uh, they probably won't work so okay that'll Different be thing. that'll be fun that'll okay. be fun no I, I behaved myself didn't drink took my antibiotics properly and then after the first course I was like still bad <sighs> yeah I need to do this again still busted that was good yeah. so what's been going on uh, not a bunch been watching a lot of football been yeah, just just loving loving the sport life that we live. Hang on, football or football? Football, uh, football with guns in the air. A uh, yeah, bit of both. Um, a lot of the FA Cups this weekend. I for what like we used to slabber about how much we hated the international break, um, but that World Cup has kind of invigorated my love for international football. Mm-hmm. I do like club football as well. How so? Because it's the only chance West Ham will win anything. I was going to say, this is one of the big debates. Uh, like, is the is the FA Cup less important? No, I, well, I don't... For me, it's not. Yeah. The Carabao Cup can go fuck itself. Yeah, the uh, Coca-Cola Cup. Yeah, 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 the cup. yeah. I remember when I was really getting into football, it was the Carabao... Or it was the Carling Cup. Aye. Yeah, do you remember you're really, that? You're only allowed to sponsor it if you're a terrible drink. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's that. And now it's Carabao, that fucking energy drink that used to sponsor Chelsea. I actually did see a thing one time and it was maybe on like a, like a comedy podcast and like, uh, conspiracy theory, I've never seen a can of Caracao for sale anywhere. <laughs> I never actually have either. Maybe it's not available here. Uh, imagine if Prime starts sponsoring um, the Carabao Cup next season. So it'll be the Prime Cup. Tell me this, have you had a Prime? I, what is the fuss? Uh, I have no idea. It's an isotonic beverage, um, uh, and it's owned by your man KSI and Logan Paul. The Didn't they box each YouTubers, other? YouTubers, yeah, yeah, but apparently they're mates now. Well, they're business partners. Yeah, true. Hang on, so is this why it's popular? Because Yeah, yeah just because of these two guys, yeah. Hey, people of the world, fucking wake up, will you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, it's ridiculous. Like it's selling out, and you see that wakey wines thing. Did you no. see that? So it's like a like corner shop in like Wakefield, uh, and it's famous because they do like social media videos of people going in from like everywhere around the UK to come in just to buy Prime. And apparently the markup he's selling it like I don't know like an example of how much he's selling it for, but it is ridiculously expensive. 
Oh, so it's supposed to be like two quid a bottle, but he's like tenner. It's because like, he can. It's like you go to Asda; they sell it in Asda. It's two quid a bottle. Okay. And it constantly sells out. It's just loads of kids going in buying it and stuff like that. Uh, it's like our Pokemon cards. Oh, I don't know if you had Pokemon cards when you were a kid. No, no, no. I've I've felt the touch of a woman. So. I oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I cannot wait for that experience. Um, um, but no, like our like I remember Pokemon cards for us were like fucking hen's teeth. Like it was literally the most valuable commodity you could have. Like okay, and I I assume uh, I assume like different types of Prime are like that for this generation. No, so so right, so Prime is a drink owned by influencers or yeah. so two guys who box each other. Uh huh. Who's Logan Paul and KSI? So yeah. YouTubers, aren't they? Uh, yeah, originally YouTubers moved into the whole boxing thing. I think Logan Paul is now a WWE wrestler. Which of course he is. Okay. And KSI does that sidemen thing. It's like a like football kind of I don't know podcast YouTube channel kind of thing. All right. So yeah, fair play, fair play to them. They're making their money. Right. So if Prime sponsored that, I'm trying to think of. There's been nothing really. What would be the worst sponsor? The worst sponsor. Yeah. For like say, like the League Cup. Hmm. Like what? What would just be like? Why is that the sponsor? Yeah. This? Like. I'm not saying going as severe as the Nazi party sponsoring the League Cup, but some I don't know Amberleaf. Amber, Amber. J- j- the whole thing where like whenever Formula One wasn't allowed to be sponsored by Marlboro anymore, Marlboro, <laughs> where the car was literally the color of a box of Marlboro. Or Camel used to sponsor one, mm. uh, Jordan as well. Uh, the the team, not you. No, yeah. Um, oh, no, they did used to sponsor me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they might I fucking smoked up. Yeah, so they had they had all those. No, I don't think. I mean, they took that out of sports for their because it's it, they couldn't in good conscience be like you should have one of these. It'll really help you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. these aren't performing enhancing drugs right I now. I find it quite weird that where they have that where you know you wear a cup and there's like an official beer sponsor and you're like those guys aren't drinking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or when McDonald's are like, <laughs> and the McDonald's themselves have to come out and go. It's only a treat. Yeah. You're not supposed to eat this every day. Yeah, McDonald's, or Ronaldo is endorsing McDonald's and he has never even smelled the Big Mac in his yeah. life. Like man hasn't had a carb since 2004. <laughs> uh, another thing, um, just in uh, the section that we're doing now, uh, I have to issue an apology. What um, you for our previous episode, we talked about uh, our picks for um, the comedian's boxing. Right. And I picked uh, Cormac McDermott over Ian Thompson. Okay. And... He said he'll knock my bollocks in if I don't retract that statement. Ian will? <laughs> yeah. What's he going to do after? But well, he may not be fit to do that after Cormac knocks his bollocks in. Well, if Cormac turns up, you see, this is the thing. Ah, yeah. You know? Yeah, it'll be interesting. I think I think somebody actually mentioned that on the night. Apparently, we're getting the medical, so a lot of people panicking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do I yeah. need to get clean urine for this? Yeah, I mean, let's, <laughs> let's talk here. If I asked you to piss in the bucket, would you? Uh, you wouldn't want the piss, man, if we're being honest. Fair enough. Yours would be actually worse than mine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, they don't test for hallucinogenics, right? Uh, I, d- I don't know. Okay. Well, the cocaine is probably the main issue. <laughs> oh, well, then, yeah. We'll, we'll not use that then. All right, not yours. Uh, right. So, yeah, if you can get some clean urine uh, messages. Yeah, yeah, send it in the P.O. box injury <laughs> time. <laughs> in a vacuum seal bag. We don't want another spill. Yeah, uh, I'm more worried about that one. Like, you fit the box. I'm like, I'm a 37-year-old asthmatic. Probably shouldn't be here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Put me in, coach. I'm ready. <laughs> Right, so uh, a couple of things to talk about before story time today. So this is, um, in previous uh, episodes, 
this week in sport that we did was the rundown of all the scores. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so we're not doing that anymore and pretty much changing this week in sport uh, to all the big news stories that have gone on in the world of sport. Um, so that's what we're going to be doing now. So welcome to This Week in Sport. This Week in Sport. Okay, so there has been a bunch of stuff happening. Uh, where do you want to start, Dan? So we have... Um, you, you need to explain this to me, the GAA um, fiasco that's happened with the All-Ireland Club final. Okay, current controversy is a game I was at, by the way. You, went. In Croke Park, yep. yes. Uh, a place you've been with me and you loved it. And we'll, we'll be back this year. Absolutely, fuck, I hope so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not <laughs> not to see our map. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> I hope it kills you. Um, I went to the All-Ireland Club finals and what happened was, so... Uh, the hurling passed off an incident. It was a great game between Ballyhill Shamrocks and sadly the lawyer were not able to win. Oh. And then the lawyer from Antrim, right? They are indeed. So it was two Ulster teams. And it was not a good day for them. But uh, basically, uh, Waddy Grimes from Glen in mm -hmm. County Derry slash London Derry gave me my funding money. <laughs> we're never getting funding. I know. This. Who are we trying to kid? We're in my kitchen with a laptop. <laughs> um, they, they were playing Kilmacrud Crooks. Uh -huh. Which the big controversy with them last year was uh, Shane Walsh being brought over from Galway. So oh, was, what county are they in? They're in Dublin. So he was he was he transferred across. <gasps> and he, like he's one of the best footballers in the country. Oh, he yeah, last year's yeah, yeah. final. Yeah. The, the guy's amazing. Uh, the broadmore. Now the controversy was in the dying moments, Kilmacrook Crooks made two substitutions, mm -hmm. but only one man came off the field. That's... The problem is now you've got sixteen men on the field and mm -hmm. it was it was found out at the end. Uh, actually, there was another shot that shows it as almost seventeen because I think Walsh was coming off, but he wasn't. He hadn't left the field to play. He was still he was on the pitch. Having watching the game. Yeah. So that was coming, it was in the dying moments and stuff. Glenn and I made two points, they need a goal. Uh -huh. Now, somebody said they only lost, or they lost by two points. It wasn't like they lost by a point. Yeah. And, you know, Glenn didn't get their goal and stuff. And I was like, yes, but the other guy who was supposed to come off was standing in the goal mouth. Yeah. So that kind of makes it a bit harder. Yeah, exactly. So a smaller net to shoot up. Now, one of the things that was really annoying was the GS. So it's their rule. There are like 15 people on the thing, and they'll say it was the, the fault of the officials. Okay. They wouldn't do anything about it because they said, we're not going to investigate this unless Glenn actually asked for it. Yeah. Which makes them look like the bad guys mm. for asking for the replay. Well, I don't think it's... Like, I don't see that as them being the bad guys because it was incredibly unfair. Oh, no, they're not. But also the G the fact that the GA are like, oh, we're not going to actually take action yeah. unless you ask us to. Oh, okay. But I'm like, it's your rule. You okay. do it. Yeah, they just don't... They want to save a little bit of face over yeah. the whole thing. because they're just going to have to go, oh, this is referee error. Man. Now, if you come off in a football match or you're playing soccer... You get substituted, you run off to the side, and your man's not allowed on by the fourth official until yeah. you come on. In Gaelic, players can come on, he gives, it's ridiculous, you give, he gives the referee a bit of paper for his report, uh -huh. where you tell him who you're replacing, uh -huh. and then you'll be on the field and you go, hey, number, whatever, you're off. Mm. That's how you do it. Bit of an idea. No, not an idea, it's just probably a system that works until it doesn't work. Normally it's fine, but this is the dying moments of an all-iron final. Mm. Very controversial. So we, we await to hear. Probably by the time this goes out, we, we might have an answer, so we can, talk, we can talk about the repercussions on the next episode excellent yeah looking forward to that uh what else has been happening uh nfl playoffs are in full swing yes got uh, that. yes we've got to the semi-final stage so the afc and nfc championships and the games have gone down to the philadelphia eagles and the san francisco 49ers uh, first and second seed going up against the first and third seed in the other semi-final which is kansas city chiefs and cincinnati bengals so the Bengals the outsider now, even though they got yes, two very, very much so. Okay, very much so. 
Yeah, eagles are flying. Excuse uh, the pun. Yeah, the brilliant uh, um, regular season, uh, and yeah, just going from strength to strength. They got a bye week in the first round of the playoffs, obviously because they were first seeded, uh, and then they absolutely destroyed New York in the last round, like thirty-eight-seven or something like that. And uh, yeah, they're playing San Francisco on Sunday. There was one, uh, the just the one stat I wanted to mention. That what's who's uh, Jacksonville's quarterback? Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name, but yeah. Young fella, handsome, long yeah. hair. Oh, you know yeah, yeah. Dreamboat. I want to make love to him, I, you know. <laughs> <It's a clean laughs> uh, they basically had it where, I need to look that up. Basically what happened was he had never lost a game on a Saturday night in his like college career and pro career. So everyone was like, this is the stat, he's going mm. to do this. So, uh, But that was the first game he had lost on a Saturday night. And it was very tight too, they only yes, won by a touchdown. Yeah. It was really fucking close game, so... Uh, he, no, threw, he did. Th- he did throw a couple of interceptions in like the final, uh, the final couple of minutes of the fourth quarter, and like, yeah, just give him back possession. Yeah, that's all he was doing. Like, and the Bills are out. Bills got beat by Cincinnati. Yeah, even though I think they had such a good regular season. I feel like the Bills were maybe one of the favorites for the whole thing. I was saying that, like, like do you remember that time uh, United were up against Villarreal in the. Um, what final was it? A Europa League? Yes. And I was like, yeah, they're going to win. Yeah. And like I'd said from the start, I was so proud of myself because you know the injury time curse. When we say anything, it's not going to go that way. Absolute kiss of death. I genuinely thought Buffalo were going to win the um, Super Bowl this year, but looks like they're going to have to win another year. Sure, all their fans thought the same too. But Yeah, uh, yeah Bill's Mafia. But, but who do you have your money down on anybody now? Um, Who are you prepared to curse? So <laughs> I'm prepared to curse Cincinnati. Or, no, uh, Kansas City going into the next round. Although Patrick Mahomes got injured in the last game. And uh, they still won. Against Jacksonville, and they still won. Um, he, I think he rolled his ankle from sack or something like that. I'm not 100% sure how it went down, but yeah, not great. Uh, but he's still playing. He'll be starting. He's the starting quarterback in the final so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But I, I imagine the Philadelphia San Francisco game will be much more entertaining because it's closer. Okay. So I, I reckon it's either going to be a Philadelphia or San Francisco playing Kansas City in the Super Bowl final this year. And what's good as well is that um, when we talk about you know kind of seamless bit of kind of recording or you know how to link these bits together, mm-hmm. uh, this is nothing to do with story time. <laughs> Our story time is a hundred and ten percent different from what's actually happening now. Yeah. Uh, we just have one more thing to cover in uh, this week in sport. Um, we are cover. <laughs> we're going to cover this story that I heard about Conor Anthony McGregor. Uh, I'm using his full name. I saw. I saw. Have you heard the story? Yeah. No. So he was riding his bike like a push bike in like Dublin somewhere. Yeah. And apparently there was a car that just crashed into him at like full speed. Yes. He said he was. I couldn't see him in the summer. Or yeah, something. yeah. He cleaned him out. Yeah, and then he got like, the guy to give him a lift home. Yeah, I saw that, and like the photos of him in the back of the car and stuff like that, and his like he fucking ripped his trousers and his arse is fucking bleeding and stuff like that. Uh, I assume from the crash, <laughs> not just from like a heavy night double. <laughs> um, I like to think. Do you remember that old man that he punched in the pub? Yes, I imagine it was him that was driving. Yeah, probably. It's getting some form of uh, revenge. Just getting him in the long grass. Yeah, but hey, I have no sympathy. <laughs> like, I was waiting for a. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's planning on fighting ever again. No, no, he is. Is he? Is UFC? He's coming back. I, I forget who he was supposed to be fighting, but. Um, Does uh, he was... need the money? Sure, oh, he's no. making brands from everything else. Yeah, exactly, yeah, but sure. I don't know. I liked him when he was. I liked him when he was like. 
the nation's golden boy. Well, yeah, it's probably one of those ones where it's like it's like most Irish people. Yeah, I'm like, I like you when you're poor. <laughs> you do well yourself. Go fuck yourself, sir. <laughs> you get on well in life, bastard. Uh, it's our culture, huh? <laughs> it is. So it's you know you can't see anybody doing well. He it was kind of the point where everyone was like. Well, this is a bit of fun. He seems to get a bit of crack. And then he, he kind of got a bit arrogant on him. And then we were like, oh, this is less enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's the whole thing where you're worried about kind of the worldview where you're going. And I travel and people are like, oh, the only Irish person I know is Colin McGregor. And he's an arsehole. Yeah. And then they meet you and like, oh, you're Irish. You must be an arsehole. Me- like, remember, oh, no. Do you remember the bit you did? Um, it was like when you were traveling in um, Asia. And it was like, <laughs> you did the impression of McGregor. It's like, you'll do fucking nothing. Yeah, yeah. You It's still one of the funniest things I've heard. Like, I'll try and explain where you're from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not that Ireland, the different one. Yeah, yeah, no, the other one. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much covered all the kind of talking points. Uh, do you covered get... all the bases, but we didn't do any baseball. Exactly, and there is no baseball to cover at the minute. Um, uh, Astros won the World Series. We didn't cover it because we weren't doing episodes back then. But uh, and they didn't cheat this time apparently. So, oh, there you go. good on them. Um, right into story time. Story time, baby. Excellent. Okay, so this week's story time is uh, we were planning on doing uh, an episode that will be coming out in the future. Uh, it's just people that we got to record couldn't do it this week. Um, so we've got another very interesting story. Um, and we, as uh, I would say two Irish guys that do podcasts about sport, we we have a, a, a an interest in other Irish people in the realm of sport. So yes. this week we are covering Mr. Patrick McCarthy. Now, Darren, do you know anything about this man? Uh, no. I'm pretty sure I've probably met 12 people in my life called Patty McCarthy, <laughs> but it's, it's none of them. It is a very popular name after researching this because I had to go through yeah. like six different Wikipedia pages to try and find yeah. this one. It's a fake name idea of the cops if they <laughs> ask me what my name was. Patty McCarthy? <laughs> yeah. So, um, not to be confused with... Patrick McCarthy, who played for Crystal Palace as a centre-back. I mean, I would have never confused him. <laughs> well, and he is now the under-23 head coach for um, Crystal Palace. We're not talking about him, unfortunately. Okay. So, sorry to all the Crystal Palace fans listening here. Um, we are talking about Patrick McCarthy, the man who went from Cashel? Cashel? Cashel. Cashel. Cashel County Tipperary. He's a tip man, blue and yellow. Tipperary. Yeah. Uh, he uh, was obviously born there, uh, and he went on to, what's the best way to put this? I don't know which like which thing to mention first, because he has done literally so much. He Sporting success? Sporting success. Yeah. Well, sporting trailblazer. Notoriety? Yeah, a lot of notoriety. But in, in a good way. In a, yeah, yeah. For a nice <laughs> Yeah, not in an OJ Simpson way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he is a boxer, professional boxer. Uh, he is also a uh, professor of sport um, from some university, I guess in Buenos Aires, uh, because he was born in Tipperary, but obviously got famous elsewhere e- Elsewhere, uh, when he moved to Buenos Aires in, in Argentina. He, so boxer, professor, uh, football manager, and then head of the committee of referees of Argentinian football. Busy man. Yeah. 
Loves a committee. Oh, hey, hey, it must be a GAA thing that gets... Yeah. Because like, I've never heard anybody talk about committees more than GAA people. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you guys in the orange order. That's it. Volunteer run. <laughs> so... So when, when was it, when's this guy from, if you will? So uh, he was born on the 17th of March, 1871. Hang on. He was born on Paddy's Day? He was born on Paddy's Day. And so his name was Paddy. Okay, exactly. that makes sense. Uh, exactly. And he was born in uh, Cashel. That's Did it. I say it right? Yeah. Uh, in I like that you accidentally put an accent on for a reason. <laughs> Cashel. Yeah. Uh, Cashel and Tipperary there. Um, in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Ireland, because back then, obviously, the that's what it was called. Oh, the, the Act of Union? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Not, 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 uh, That's the Act of Union people are buying a lot about now, mm. even though it hasn't been relevant for quite a while. Several, several decades of yeah, decades. Absolutely. Uh, and it's quite uh, interesting with the recent um, Irish contingent going over to the Oscars and a lot of British tabloids claiming that they're British. Mm-hmm. The Brits kind of have a bit of a claim on old Paddy here. Oh yeah, was like, well, at the time. Yeah, uh, technically speaking, there's a lot of actually not even just sporting. There's a lot of very famous British people who are Irish. Yeah, that they don't tell you about. Exactly. Look. Exactly. Uh, Queen er- Elizabeth. Er- she's German. Um, <laughs> uh, what was one Ernest Shackleton, the polar explorer? Oh, born in Kildare. Ah, there you go, Lily yeah. White. Uh, oh, the- polar, polar explorer, Lily White County. What color is snow? Thank you. you are reaching for this, sir. <laughs> I am making connections that aren't there. <laughs> yeah. Um, what was the other one? Uh, the uh, Duke of Wellington, who defeated Napoleon at the Battle of Waterloo. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. Paddy. He's a fucking Paddy. There um, you go. He's from Short Strand. <laughs> yeah. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. They're, they're probably all, like, English landowners' children, but still. Yeah. So they were doing exactly. uh, General Ross, the guy who burnt the White House in the War of 1812. Also you're, you're a little historian, you know? I don't know. Do you know what? I probably could have found more if I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're like Salt Bay, just sprinkling a little bit of history. I love it, man. I fucking love it. This is the fun thing where Jordan's like, I'm going to give you, I'm going to mention a guy's name about what the podcast is about and then tell you no more. Exactly. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love the like, mystery. Well, I can do improv. Can you? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, old Paddy, he stuttered, he uh, stuttered, studied um, with uh, Christian, the Christian Brothers, another person that we covered that went to the Christian Brothers School. Um, uh, and he obtained like loads of different like qualifications in sports such as swimming. So he was, I don't know what the competition was back then. It probably wasn't all Ireland swimming championship, but he won championships in swimming, boxing, soccer and other sports. So we're assuming it's probably GAA related. Well, I mean, if he was born in 1871, GAA was invented a few years after that. Mm. The modern Olympics was, like, 1892. But hurling, it's about GAA as the organisation, maybe, but, like, obviously hurling and yeah, yeah. being, like, an ancient okay. sport and stuff right, like that. Yeah. And, and being from Tipperary, obviously a big hurling county. That's true. Um, but, yes, so uh, Paddy was an Irish sailor who travelled to Buenos Aires in a cargo ship in 1900, so just on the turn. Uh, at the age of 29, um, he was obviously a lot, like, quite known for his boxing and football. Um, and he established uh, a friendship with Juan Fitzsimmons. Two separate words, not Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Okay. Which apparently is a name. Uh, also Fitz- of Irish heritage. He was the, um, Juan was the son of Santiago Fitzsimmons, founder and director of uh, the higher school of commerce, uh, where uh, Paddy ended up becoming a teacher in English and athletics. He's a very well educated man. He really is, and like for someone with the obvious disadvantage of having a temporary accent in Buenos Aires. Yeah, I was gonna say it's one of those ones where you go, 
for Pledlin. Still mad for himself. <laughs> do you want another weird factoid? Oh, always. Yeah. Um, do you know the name Fitz? Do you know what that means? Um, is it Irish? Well, it's, it's when it's used in the Irish name, it's pretty much, it's like the bastard son of. Oh, shit, okay. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, you know, when you have like Fitz Owen Simmons, and Mac, yeah. which are like son of. son of. So Fitz is like, not my kid. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's always like Fitzpatrick, Fitzsimons. So Fitz, when we say Fitzsimons, it's probably like the bastard son of Simon. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, that's so class. There's a fun one for you there. Right? There so, you anyway, so anyway, out there with uh, Fitz, my name, I'm really sorry. <laughs> your, your fucking family has tree pumps sketchy. So, yeah, he, back then, um, there wasn't many sports organisations or anything like that set up in Buenos Aires, so in terms of boxing and football, he was really, like, at the forefront of getting it kind of, like, pushed through as, like, a, a legitimate organisation of sport and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, basically, was working as a teacher um, and moonlighting as a boxer, and that's one, like, and, like, especially back in the 1900s, that's one fucking teacher you don't want to piss off. Is like, that bare knuckle? Um, I don't know what the regulations were with gloves, but I would assume so back in the 1900s. Yeah, I think, you know, that old Simpsons jokes of, like, Mr. Burns being, I once saw these guys fight for 20 minutes. <laughs> Some of those fights, I think that was, because boxing's evolved over the years where it used to be you fought till somebody was done. Yeah. And then it was, like, 21 rounds, then it was 15 rounds, and that's 12. But I think the, the sports has progressed and they've made the gloves heavier so you don't fucking get your head caved in. But True. Yeah, at that time, that's probably, like, Queensby rules, you know, Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and October 9th, nineteen o three, Patty was one of the first ever competitors in the first ever professional boxing match that ever took place in Argentina. Did he win? He did win. Yeah. Fourth round knockout from some Italian guy that I can't pronounce his name, uh, Alberto Rabasio. Okay. Uh, apparently, kicked the fuck out of him. Uh, and the match. Was- and cheese, back then. <laughs> uh, the match was organized by uh, the magazine El Gladiatore, and uh, there was a referee called Carlos Del Caze, uh, and he was the head of the Argentine Federal Police back in the day, and he also acted as timekeeper. So he was referee and timekeeper. Okay. So you can imagine, like, he's watching like, them. Like, wandered his head right <laughs> Yeah, they didn't have, like, they had to get, like, pocket watches out yeah, and shit yeah. like that. Ready and go. Um, but, yeah, so he uh, won the bout in the fourth round um, from a knockout, uh, kind of like what you were going to do with Sean McAlevey uh, in the Ulster Brawl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> however, McCarthy left boxing after that fight uh, for family reasons, uh, but he was uh, appointed as member of the Municipal Sports Commission in Buenos Aires. After his one ever professional fight. Okay, so, right. you see your best. Yeah, 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 exactly. You pretty much completed this straight off the bat. <laughs> you, you are the J of in-betweeners of yeah. Argentinian boxing. You've completed it. And um, I don't know if CTE or CET or whatever it is um, was big back then. But he probably was like, eh, I don't want to get punched in the face for yeah, the rest of my life. CT is basically brain damage, if you're not sure. True. Uh, so, yeah. And along with, uh, he was also uh, on the sports commission with Fitzsimmons. Fitzsimmons. Okay. Uh, and in 1904, he was hired by, okay, I'm going to try really hard to pronounce this. I'm going to stumble my way through it. But this is how we learn. He was hired by Club de Gimnase Y Escrima del Buenos Aires. I think Y is E, isn't it? Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, um, to train future boxers. So not only was he uh, on the commission for uh, sports in Buenos Aires, but he was also a boxing trainer. <laughs> now, 
and we're literally just getting started in with He's this really, guy. He can't do. So uh, after that, um, uh, when he was teaching, um, he started uh, becoming a coach, uh, playing soccer uh, with Lobaz Athletic Club, and uh, he was one of the first people to bring like football into the kind of like rural areas of. Uh, on the outskirts of Buenos Aires. I wonder if years ago, you know they used to call them athletic clubs? Mm-hmm. So it used to just be probably all sports. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And maybe these, these teams specialised. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. Know, like, oh, we've got a rugby team, we've got a hockey team, we've got a football team. It's like Barcelona now. They have, like, water polo, they have basketball, they have badminton. Same thing. All that kind of stuff. Yeah, they're an athletic club. Though. Yeah. Uh, so, and it turns out, after... Uh, after that, he was there was a bunch of Irish Argentinian players called Thomas McKeown, Thomas Moore, and there's just a list of other Irish names. Um, and then the players all joined this thing called the Lunas Athletic Club, and then obviously that formed the not obviously but it formed the Buenos Aires English High School. Uh, and then the alumni members of the school later formed the Alumni Athletic Club. Did the Irish guys go there to try and learn how to speak English? <laughs> Probably. Uh, and they ended up winning 10 Argentinian Premier Divisions. So pretty much, uh, if you think about a bunch of immigrants forming a club uh, and then going on to win 10 Premierships. So Celtic? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but any team anywhere with any sort of Irish name, yeah, they're out of the Jesus, I mean that. And they were committed. That man loves a meeting. Oh yeah, yeah. He really he is a stickler for taking notes. Hates like. the wife out of the house <laughs> six nights a week. Uh, so later on, so all the uh, he was a member of the team, but he also trained all these people on how to play football and stuff like okay. that. Because I'm sure it wasn't big from where all these people were coming from in Ireland. Because obviously it would be different, like different football in Ireland and stuff like that. For no apparent reason, and I can't remember. Maybe it was like the kind of the cowboy thing, but. Argentina had a massive Irish influx. Yeah, of, that was weird, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of... There's a lot of uh, it's, like, it's like Germans in Brazil after World War II. Uh, different thing. <laughs> they were Argentina too. But it's, I mean, even, especially football, because I think, uh, I remember watching a documentary about sort of Uruguay and other, other countries in South America. Uh-huh. A lot of their football, even we think of South Americans, is like, oh, they're like the best in the world. Mm-hmm. It was all like immigrants. Yeah. It was all like Scottish and English immigrants and yeah. Irish people making these games up and then yeah. you're like here you should learn yeah Bernardo this. O'Higgins another person we're probably going to have to cover we on the podcast that, yeah. yeah and uh, if you also like other South American um, episodes we uh, recently did one about the Uruguayan rugby crash um, probably not as lighthearted. oh before. definitely not definitely not yeah. but uh, yeah it's there if you want to listen to it I mean famous Argentinians of, of with uh, Irish blood Che Guevara oh really yeah Didn't know. Che Guevara Lynch's grandmother was was uh, his surname was Lynch his granny's name was Lynch fuck so yeah so you go, like, there, if this proves anything, there's nobody we won't claim. Yeah. This, this, this exactly. episode is better because this guy actually is from Ireland. <laughs> We're not just saying, see that guy? Eight generations ago? Yeah. Ginger as fuck. Yeah, if Hitler wasn't a cunt, he probably would have had the surname of Maguire or something yeah, like that. Like, well, we no, it's a bit controversial. <laughs> Although Ireland was the only uh, one of the only countries to send a condolence letter after he killed himself, wasn't it? Uh, yes, that was a big, <laughs> yeah, big no-no. That was a little <laughs> bit of egg on face. It's a diplomatic protocol, because Ireland was supposed to be near the war. And now look what happened. <laughs> so... Um, uh, later on, he joined Club Atletico Estudiantes. Okay. So I'm going to guess that's a school club or something like oh, yeah, that. Yeah, students, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. going to assume so. Um, so Athletic Students Club, um, both as a coach and a player, uh, uh, and went on... When you say player, do you mean on the team or like player? 
on the table. Probably yeah, both knowing him. He is probably so good at he does everything to yeah. the point where it's just perfect. It's like if you're going to probably be the barman on the bike. <laughs> yeah, and the guy passed out in the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, that guy boxes. Don't say fuck off. <laughs> um, uh, he ended up uh, with a playing for this thing called Central Athletic Club, a small institution from the ports of Buenos Aires. And that went on to become the club we know today as Bacchus Juniors. And it was founded in April 3rd, 1905 by five Italian people. Um, Esteban Bagliato. I'm very happy. You're I saying that like I know. No, no, no. I'm just very happy. I can pronounce that name. From Central <laughs> um, uh, and everybody who... Uh, ended up founding it. Uh, so I'm going to try and run through these Italian names, but you know what I'm like. So we got Esteban there. Alfredo Scarapati. Oh, these only keep making them up. Santiago. No, these aren't even real people. Santiago Sana. Jordan's taking too long to read these. He's uh, making them up. And I'm very good at improv. Uh, <laughs> and the brothers Juan and Terorino Farniga. I don't, why are you looking at me? I don't because I... <laughs> If anybody, like, Irish is very close to Italian. It's just one colour different. Um, uh, talking about the flag, obviously. And um, so all of them were influenced and reserved, uh, received football lessons from Paddy McCarthy. Okay. And then he ended up managing the team, which he inspired to make. So he's just like, you know what, lads? I'm very happy with what I've inspired here. Let me take the reins for a bit while okay. they were playing as the team. So um, that happened in uh, 1905. And we are getting to around 1913. One. Hang on. So mm-hmm. the guy moves to Argentina in 1900. Uh-huh. Five years later, he's Ronnie Junior. Yes. That's pretty good. It is a rags to riches story we can all aspire I, to like, be. See the amount of stuff he's done. Uh-huh. This could be like an over 30 year period. Nah. Nah. Well, yeah. This condense it to five. Smashing it in five years. He's like, ah, he's boxing. He's taking a football team. He's teaching. He's bringing on these immigrants to show them how to play sports. And then he's just, I, by the way, I run Boca Juniors. <laughs> but it doesn't even stop there. Because in 1913, um, he retired from all, like, playing football, managing football, all that kind of stuff. And he was the referee in the official first ever El, or Super Classico between River Plate and Boca Juniors, which is now arguably the biggest Derby and slash most dangerous. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> goes hand in hand. Um, Maybe Galatasaray would Yeah, probably, but this it, it, people have died. I'd say so, and continue to die for it. And yeah, so he refereed the first ever game between the two, and this was probably the only thing he wasn't very good at because the club that he used to manage lost two one. <laughs> Well, it's good to know that he was he was an honourable, so he wasn't taking bribes. Like exactly, which is very weird for an Irish guy not to take bribes. Yeah, yeah, I want to bribe him, but why bribe? It's just just kind of what yeah. my people do. <laughs> so yeah, um, uh, the Millionaires. Did you know that's the nickname for uh, the River Plate? No. Because they are uh, kind of, they would be the opposite of the working class. They're quite a higher class team. And uh, the nickname came from a load of extravagant uh, signings that they did in the early part of their um, tenure as a football team. And uh, and when I say uh, like expensive back then, it was probably 20 quid a match or something <laughs> like that. Uh, <laughs> they could actually afford to play their yeah, The guy got a keg of beer after every game, yeah. something like that um so yeah and they ended up winning in uh yeah quite quite a tight contested game 
Um, so he went on after that. So in 1913, he was uh, one of the referees in the Argentinian Football League Association. And he also started refereeing boxing matches as well. And it is so crazy. But like back at the start, especially with teams like River Plate, um, boxing and football were exclusively for like the upper classes okay. of um, Argentinian society. So you wouldn't necessarily get like lower class people or from working class backgrounds getting into such sports that we know now as possibly the most working class sports of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not like equestrian. to do. Yeah, yeah. Because all, all you need is a football and a fucking pair of fists and you got it. I I love the idea that if if because he he did I mean you said he retired in like nineteen thirteen but he got there in nineteen hundred when he was like twenty nine so he was in his forties still playing yeah so he's doing that in boxing if he did have a, a touch of CTE and then he's refereeing I just love the idea that he was like refing one but thought he was doing the other <laughs> like somebody getting a yellow card in the fourth round what's that for getting penalised for a handball yeah yeah why do you whistle <laughs> and when he says it's handball that's a low blow yeah yeah, yeah. sorry lads <laughs> mixed this up here. <laughs> Oh fuck! But after after his career um had ended with um, uh, refereeing, he went around different schools in the first decades of the twentieth century, um with uh, the committee de potas de Buenos Aires, uh to uh go around like inner city kind of like lower class uh not lower like kind of working class places and stuff like that, uh and like giving out footballs and trying to teach people how to play football. I was gonna say because back then a football was hand stitched leather. Oh yeah, so yeah. they are gonna be expensive. Oh yeah, yeah. People in like different favelas aren't gonna be able to afford yeah. like you know the new Nike Predators and stuff like that. They're like the Catholic Church was there, so there's probably a lot of predators kicking about. But um, no, too much. No, you didn't <laughs> give me a chance to react. Skip straight through it. <laughs> Hey, um, <laughs> I was actually quite proud of them. Uh, and yeah, uh, it soon became that it was regular curriculum in all the schools in Argentina, uh, cool. boxing and football. And yeah, he really left a, left his imprint on sport in general uh, in South America. That's 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 a, a story of a, a lad done well. Yeah, and can do you think Argentina would have won the World Cup this year if it wasn't for us? Let's pretend no. So, and I'm pretty sure, sh- like, Alexis McAllister is originally from what, Cushendon, Cushendol? What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know what, Argentina, you're welcome. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, retired from everything in 1943. Okay, is it? Doing absolutely, it, this man deserves a retirement. Yeah, for Because he's retired twice and he's been class at that as well. In the middle of World War <laughs> Uh, and then he passed away in August 10th, uh, 1963, in the British Hospital in Buenos Aires. At least he got 20 years of retirement. Look at that. Which is more than most of us will get in the modern day. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine by the time we're retired, retirement age will be, you're dead. Yeah. Just, that's yeah. it. Just yeah. walk to your dead. And I wish that I could see what he is like up in heaven right now, because he's probably organising a five-a-side league that is class. Yeah. <laughs> and he's got, yeah, and he's got fucking George Best, <laughs> like, up front. But as we've discussed, George Best probably isn't in heaven. No. Um, I and that's the story of Patrick McCarthy. Do you know what I think that was Jordan I have to say that was a lovely palate cleanser after last week's oh, last week I listened back and it's it's darker than your heart. Do um, be fair, I think that's one of the more uh like heavy hit obviously heavy hitting episodes that we did, but like I don't know. It felt like 
we knew what we were talking about, apart from place names. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that, that, that is actually a nice story. That is, that is a gentleman who's done well and has a lasting effect. I'd love to oh, yeah. like, go to Argentina and be like, do you know this guy? Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows that guy. Yeah. That's like Bobby Charlton. Yeah. Like, Could you imagine he's probably got, um, like, I'm not sure, it doesn't really say anything uh, in the research material that I looked through about his family or anything like that, but he probably has a long, like, line of descendants because he was probably great at bucking as well. Yeah. So he's probably got, like, a long line of descendants Half in Argentina. Yeah. Talking minimally a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm just, I want to know what happened to Messi's great great grandfather. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Know? Who showed him? Yeah, exactly. So there we go. And that's the story. So. That's a lovely story. Yeah. Right. Should we wrap this bad boy up? Let's do it. And that's the story of uh, old Paddy McCarthy. Good lad. Yeah, that was a good crack, man. Great bunch of guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, you got anything coming up this week? Any gigs or anything like that? I um, my two gigs this weekend are sold out, and I'm hosting hey, Lavery's next week. Lavery's Comedy Club. Yes, I'm doing it, and then next Sunday in the Bellevue, or this Sunday when time this comes out. Yeah, I'm emceeing that. Gig. Yeah, it's it's a nice enough gig. Um, you're emceeing. Mm-hmm. No better man. I will. Murder. You can deal with hecklers. This is yeah. This is why you're one of the safest guys to book for emceeing. Yeah, first person types up and their life. Um, <laughs> No, that's what I'm you. What's going on? Um, so I got through to the finals of the Breakout, Breakout After the Year Award. Um, so okay. I'll be going back down to Wicklow, um, which I'm just calling my second home now because I've been right. down every single month for the past like three months. It's like a home game. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, lovely people in Wicklow as well. Um, I am doing Waterford lovely. on St. Patrick's Day. No, not St. Patrick's Day. Uh, Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Um, then I got the final the day after in the Bray Comedy Festival, which will be good. Um, I've got a week of gigs coming up down in Dublin. Well, uh, headline in the pub on Monday, open in the Empire on Tuesday, open in Strabane on Wednesday, and then the rest of the week down in Dublin. Dude, I wish you had less gigs. I'm so need to go for a piece. <laughs> As always, uh, if you uh, like the podcast, give us a wee five-star review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Follow us on Instagram at ITPod32. Follow Darren Matthews at Darren Matthews Comedian. And me at Jordan Robinson Comedy, uh, where you can get like a list of all the gigs we're doing or any sport thing uh, that we're involved in. Uh, We're going to go do a gig now and go pee as well. We'll we'll, we'll we'll do that separate. Yeah, yeah. I also post lots of pictures of my dogs. Uh, It's great. That's the only reason I follow you, if we're being honest. I'm okay with that. (laughs) All right, see you guys next week. Bye.